0: Welcome to the Life Church STL podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message encourages and inspires you. Thanks for listening and enjoy today's message. Well, let's stay in that posture of just resting in his presence, receiving from him what he has to give us, what he wants for us. Who he is. So I know I know I need that. Does anybody else? Anybody else need that? Okay, it's not just me. <laughs> okay. Um. What God laid on my heart for today is, um, you know, I was thinking about coming from celebrating the resurrection of Christ and. Easter and joining together in that moment was you know what what would we need to to hear right after that and And I was like, you know what happened right after that? like what were those things that that Jesus said whenever he- re- revealed himself to his disciples and to the group of people that he came to and you know one of the the things that that I saw was... When he revealed himself the first couple of times, they didn't see him or know that it was him. And this isn't really part of the message, but it was something I was thinking about. It's like, do, do we see him with us?" And he was there, and Mary was like thought it was the gardener, and she's like, "Where did you take Jesus? Where did you take him?" Because if I could just go, and like, why did you take him out of the grave? And he said, hey, it's me. That's not exactly what he said. but he... She said, Rabbi. And she all of a sudden realized. But I was thinking, how many times in my life is he with me in the moment or standing right next to me or walking with me along the path, right, that he did? Didn't even know. And we don't see him there with us. And how does that change things when we understand that he's right there? Anyway, I guess I'll get to my message. But in John 20, in verse 19, it says, Then the same day, and this is right after that moment where he appeared outside of the tomb. It says, then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. And just a couple of things to look at first is, doors were locked you know it says that they were afraid and and the doors were were locked but but what I want to see is that Jesus didn't have to knock he didn't have to knock on the door he didn't stand outside the window and say hey guys I'm out here can you let me in it wasn't that kind of situation because this is Jesus and he's just been raised from the dead And they have the doors locked. They're afraid. I don't know about you. There's many times that I'm afraid. We all get in these moments where there's anxiety or fear or what's going on. If you look around at stuff going on around us, I'm sure any of us can say this, that there's always a chance to be in fear if we allow it to happen. And many times we lock the doors because of the fear. We lock the doors to our heart, to our mind, to to anything around us. We keep people out because we're afraid that we're going to get hurt or attacked. But it says here that Jesus was just there inside the locked room. And in that, I, I see that and I say, look at me. I try to protect myself. And I may lock myself up or, or, or lock people out, but I can't keep him out. Do we understand that, that he's able to get inside that locked heart or that locked mind and come in and change things? And come in and move and say, look, look, see here. Look at these wounds in my hand. Look at this wound in my side and see that I'm the one that, that was crucified and beaten and, and bloodied. But it was for you so that I could take everything that maybe you deserve. Well, we really did deserve. Now maybe. That we did deserve. That I could take that. So that you could be in a relationship with me, and he is just there inside the locked room. And it was locked because they were afraid. In John 2019, then the same day at evening being the first day of the week when the, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews. I know we don't like to hear this so many times, but, but we have an issue. Listen, I've learned this more, not from when I was a kid, but by raising kids. And maybe because I'm an adult now, I don't know. But I've realized that we're all hurt little kids, no matter how old we are. And I'm not saying you're hurt and you're all messed up right now, but I'm saying that's really where most of our stuff comes from. The things that we deal with, the, the issues that we have to overcome, the, the walls that we build up, or the reasons that we lock ourselves up because we're not wanting to be hurt, it comes from that hurt little kid inside of us. No matter how big and burly you are... like. Sometimes those are the ones that are the biggest kids, the biggest hurt little kids. But we're all those children that are trying to protect who we are. but can we hear this, that Jesus is there with us? Will we allow Him to stand in the midst of our soul and create something new to change those wounds into beautiful things, to change those scars and and make them trophies of who He is because He can do something with that and with us and make something great of it. So He came and stood in their midst and talked to them and said, see, it's me, your Savior, the one that gave his life for you. And, and I just want to look at what he said to them because there's a couple of things that really it could be a, the, three, the three things we need to know to live our lives for him. He speaks peace over them and us. He speaks power over them and us. And He speaks purpose over them. Peace, power, and purpose. That's what He spoke. I don't know if you you saw that in there, but we're going to look at it a little bit. It says he gives peace, right? You want me to read the whole thing again? Okay, I will. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, the disciples, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, peace be with you. Before he does anything, and you might think it was You know, he might have had to say that because they're probably a little shocked because he was just right there in the middle of them all of a sudden. But whether it was for that or just the fear, and most likely the fear that they had of being attacked by those that were seeking after them, but he says the very first thing, And I feel like that's the very first thing that he wants to or needs to say to us. Because before he can do anything else with us, he has to say to us, peace be with you. I need you to understand that I am bringing peace to you. All that turmoil and all those things, that stuff that you've been through or maybe going through right now. We're going to get through it and we're going to work on it. But first, I want you to receive my peace. And just rest in who I am. Peace. Be with you. Ephesians. 2.14 through verse 18. It says, For He Himself is our peace. He Himself is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation. He is our peace and He has broken down the wall of separation between us and Him. There is no separation. There was before, but now how can we have this peace that he is speaking over us? Because he is right here with us. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is the law of, condemnation, law of the commandments contained in ordinances. So as to create in himself one new man from the two. Thus making, he is our peace, but then he's broken down that wall of separation so he could be with us and abolish this enmity, this, this thing that we had this that was fighting against him, this sin, this sinful nature. And he's abolished, he's, he's destroyed that control, that sinful nature over us when we come to him and receive him. So he is our peace, and it says, thus making our peace. And he's made peace between us and him, brought us closer into this relationship with him. And that he might reconcile, verse 16, them both to God in one body through the cross. Thereby thereby putting to death the enmity. He's destroyed that. And he came and preached peace. (laughs) He is our peace. He made peace. And he preached peace to you who were afar off, and to those who were near also. For through Him we both have access by one Spirit to the Father. (laughs) We can walk in peace because He is our peace. He's made that peace possible for us. And he spoke it over us. And he gives us power by the Spirit. Before we get back to John 20, in Luke twenty four thirty three, I just wanted to see this. It says, so they arose up that very and return to Jerusalem. this is everybody that's coming into this place where Jesus shows up. And it says, and found the 11. And not just them. Not just those. You you think in this moment, if, if you don't see this whole picture, that it's just that small group of people that Jesus was speaking this over. Or it was just for them. That's not for me. But it says, and they found the 11. And those who were with them gathered together. And in that, there was all kinds of people. It was not just those disciples, that smaller group of people, but all those that were gathered with them, that had come together, a larger group of people. And he speaks this over them also. And he speaks this over us today also, is the point that I'm trying to make with that scripture. Because we have to understand hey, you know, again, too many times, I feel like we are so good at making excuses why it isn't us. I c- you don't have to raise your hand. I am raising my hand right now for myself. You, you want excuses? I've given all of them. For why I can't do this or that? Or why am I really the one that should be preaching this message? Whatever. I'm not saying I said that yesterday, but I've said that before years ago. But it's so easy for us to make excuses why this would be for some person over there or this other person on the other side of me, but not for me. But when he came, he didn't come just for that other person on the other side of you or that person that you saw last week that you thought was so super spiritual and they're the ones that are going to do something great for God because look at them, you know? And then this, I just, I just want us all to realize that, that he did that work on the cross and these words that he spoke When he showed up again, these words are for you and I right now. And he says, I am there with you and I see you. I want you to see me, to see this work that I've done for you. And it's done for you, not so that you can sit around and be defeated. It's done for you so that you can receive the power by the Holy Spirit so that you can do the things that I've called you to do. So back in John 20, 21, it says, So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. I mean, I think he thinks they need it, and I'm sure that we need it. He says, Peace to you. You need a double portion of that peace. Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. That's This is the purpose. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit, and that's the power. In Acts 1.8, it says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. When we receive the Holy Spirit, you know, you depending on who you talk to they can say it's well the holy spirit does this you know but he doesn't do that he does all these things but what i want to say is the holy spirit is a, he's the spirit of god the almighty god and when you receive the spirit you receive all of who he is and he's not just somebody that helps you read the bible He's not just the Spirit of God that helps you to feel better. He is that, and He does that. But when it says, Jesus says to them, He breathes on them and He says, receive the Spirit. What he's saying is receive everything that I have I am giving that to you right he spoke he said I these things that I've done you are going to do these things and not just these things but even more and you will receive power when the holy spirit has come what is what does that mean I I can't exactly say, but I know that he wants his people, that God wants his people to move with power and with strength and for what purpose, right? The purpose, I send you, what? To be a witness of who he is. And to be a witness, there's going to have to be signs. There has to be things that God has done in our lives, things that we've seen, things that we can be a part of for other people, that whatever it is, healing. Miracles, signs, wonders. I don't want to sit around and just talk about who he is. I want to do what he said we would do. I want to see it happen. I want God's people, I want all of us To see a situation and be the miracle in that, not us, but for God to be the miracle in that situation because we bring Him into it. Because we have received power by the Spirit. Whether it's sickness. Anxiety, whatever it is. I, I, I don't want to see weird things happen, but I want to see miracles happen. You know what? And I, I hate that it's that we don't, we don't see more of these things. And I'm preaching to myself, okay, guys? So thanks for listening. I want to see, just as Jesus has spoken here, I want to see us. We come from Easter and and not like, okay, it's gonna be a good service next Easter too, and you know, I'll just live my life until then, you know. But but I want to see us rise up as his people, moving by the power of his spirit in us to see things happen around us because he has commissioned us and says, as the, so- the Father has sent me, I also send you. Send you where? Everywhere. Or wherever. Wherever you go, he's sent you there to the grocery store well I had to get groceries yeah but how many opportunities are there for him to move through you in that moment? He sent us what that it, it means that we have been sent no matter where we are we've been sent there to be a witness of who he is I'm, can I get a witness? I don't know why I think of it. Can I get a witness? I want to be a witness. What is that What does that mean? I mean, you think, really, in, the, in this natural sense, a witness is one that can testify of what happened in a situation. Somebody that knows the details that is asked, say, they need to know what happened in this situation so that we can make a, well, if it's court or whatever, make a ruling. And there's people out there that need to make a decision and they need a witness to tell them what God has done so that they can be helped in the process of making that decision to know God can I get a witness? (laughs) Can we be that witness to those around us? You know what? Will you just stand with me? Thanks for listening today. We pray this message encourages you. If you have any questions or you'd like to learn more about us as a church, you can always visit us online by going to lifechurchstl.com.